Hi, let me start by telling you an interesting story that happened several years ago. The rangers in the Kruger National Park in Africa were faced with a problem. The elephant population at the park had grown so large that the herd had to be reduced. A plan was devised to move some of the elephants to other African parks. Now being huge creatures, elephants are not easily transported. So the rangers constructed a specially designed harness, which they attached to a helicopter, with the idea of airlifting the elephants to other wildlife reserves. However, while the helicopters were able to lift the juvenile and the adult female elephants, the much larger bull elephants proved too heavy for the harness. And consequently, the juvenile and the adult female elephants, they were re relocated without the presence of any adult male elephants. Well, all seemed to go smoothly, until rangers at the new park started to notice something strange. The white rhinos in the park were suddenly turning up dead. Now at first the rangers thought this might be the work of poachers, seeking the precious horns of the rare white rhinos. But upon closer inspection, none of the rhinos' horns were missing. What's more, their wounds had not been made by rifle shots, but punctures made by long, sharp objects. If this was not the work of poachers, who was killing the white rhinos? And so to find out, the rangers set up hidden cameras throughout the park and what they found out astonished them. The culprits were bands of young, hyper-aggressive male elephants who, after chasing the rhinos, knocked them down and then gored them to death with their tusks. Now such behaviour is unheard of in elephants normally. Elephants are generally docile creatures who rarely attack other animals, especially in packs. Yet these juvenile male elephants had banded together and were terrorising not just the white rhinos, but other animals as well. What could be causing such bizarre behaviour? The rangers came upon a theory. Under normal circumstances, a dominant adult bull elephant keeps the younger bulls in line. And when, for example, elephants experience uh, must, which is a time of elephant mating when testosterone levels skyrocket, older bull elephants normally keep the younger ones under control. So perhaps these young bull elephants were missing the civilising presence of their elders. Now to test this theory, the rangers brought in a number of older bull elephants. And sure enough, Within a short period of time, the older bull elephants let the younger ones know, in no uncertain terms, that ruffian behaviour was, well, not elephant-like. And within a week, the acting-out behaviour ceased. And instead of terrorising other animals in the park, the younger bull elephants now were following the older bull elephants around, imitating their more appro appropriate, civilised elephant behavior if you like. Now this reminds me of a new story I read about two years ago. After 23 students were arrested in just three days for fighting at a high school in Louisiana in America, a 16 year old girl and many of her classmates 
were too scared to go to school. So her dad called out to other children's dads and they hatched together a plan. These dads came up with a concept called Dads on Duty. Their idea was to take shifts, patrolling the school campus every day. Previously, there'd been a huge police presence on campus. Some were armed. But when the dads came in, things changed almost overnight. The dads walked around. They would give high fives to the pupils. They would share encouraging words and also crack awful dad jokes. Of course they would. And what happened? Well, after the dads stepped in, there wasn't a single violent incident on campus. All the students felt safe as the behaviour of the young men who were generally causing the trouble as their behaviour changed. The school principal herself reported that the high school had become very calm as the pupils now felt safe and could just get on with their schooling. The dad who started the initiative says this. He says, It really is our duty to protect our children and to lead them along the way. That's just what good fathers do. Now, these true stories should make us stop and think about how the absence of human fatherhood in our 21st century culture is affecting masculine aggression, violence and crime in our society. Let me give you this. 90% of all inmates in prison are men. Not women, they're men, 90%. And approximately 80% of all these inmates, it might be more, have grown up without a father present. Did you get that? Those statistics should wake us up. They should wake up those who make the laws in this country. They should wake up those who say the traditional family structure is not worth saving or supporting or defending. It's just old-fashioned. All types of family setups are equal. Clearly, clearly they are not. In an age when we have got used to disbelieving facts, surely we as a society have got to wake up and realise that fatherlessness is having a terrible effect on society. The absence of fatherhood can cause a real lack of self-restraint much like the young male elephants that became violent when the adult bull elephants were removed from the herd. Antisocial behaviour increases exponentially when human fathers are absent from their families. Our children, both boys and girls, need fathers, good fathers, present fathers in their lives. If we don't influence our children and demonstrate to them the right way to live, then someone else will. And we might not be happy with that outcome. I love this quote. A good father is one of the most unsung, unpraised, unnoticed, and yet one of the most valuable assets in our society. Great quote. Now, I know today I'm speaking to men and to dads in all sorts of situations and circumstances. Some of you might be thinking, I've messed up as a dad. I feel like a bit of a spare. I don't see my children. I don't see them much. Our relationship isn't what I was hoping it would be. Can I say this to you? 
It's never too late. It's never too late. Can I encourage you to try your best to be involved in their lives? Once again, they need you. As much as they need their mother, they need a father's love, a father's advice, a father's support, and a father's approval. If you were a father with young children, can I encourage you to try your best to be involved in their lives at every stage? I know it's hard. I'm a father and I'm also a grandfather myself, but try not to let your work, your hobbies, or anything else get in the way of you leading your children along the right way. And if you're not an actual father, maybe you know a young man, perhaps in church or wherever, who doesn't have a good male role model to look out for them and to show them the way to true manhood, then have a think about whether that's something you could help them with. Toxic masculinity is a phrase that's been around for a few decades now and sadly many are now saying that masculinity is itself toxic and any attributes that traditionally were associated with men are negative and should be suppressed. Yet I believe the answer to the toxic culture we increasingly see displayed amongst men is not to get rid of men but to support and encourage healthy fathers, healthy mentors, men who teach other men how to manage their strength and other masculine attributes for the benefits of their children and indeed for the rest of society. Men, you are not a spare. You have a vital role to play. You are needed. In fact, you are essential and no one and nothing is able to take your place. May God give us the strength to be the men that our children, that our wives, that our families and indeed our world so urgently needs. If you'd like to know more about being this man, you can contact me here at gareth.pope at cvm.org.uk. Thank you for listening.